Hey, golf fans, ESPN Plus is the exclusive home of PGA Tour Live, the only way to stream the PGA Tour all season long. ESPN Plus offers four unique feeds so you can watch the golf how you like, stream the main feed, a TV-style broadcast showing you the best shots on the course, or follow every single shot from Rory, Rom, and all your favorite players with the featured groups feed. Want to spend all day watching the world's best take on the famous 17th at Sawgrass? The featured holes feed is for you. Stream over 35 tournaments every year from the Waste Management Phoenix Open to the players to the FedEx Cup playoffs. It's all on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com slash golf. All right. We are excited, and I can't say that with enough energy we are excited to finally welcome jr smith thank you so much for joining us how are you doing today i'm doing great man i appreciate you having me i think of play welcome back to the loop i'm alex myers as always i'm joined by steve hennessy christopher powers we are extremely excited today um, another white whale guest, uh, the second in, in three weeks, but this is really the white whale of all white whales, because yes. we've been trying to get this guy for almost a decade. At least I have it on various yes. podcasts and obviously in different, uh, iterations of, of this podcast, uh, J.R. Smith will be joining us in a bit, uh, NBA legend. I don't, I, I, I throw that term out there. He really is for, for a variety of reasons. And now a, a college golf legend. Um, so uh, we will be talking to J.R. Smith in a bit. We are very excited. Um, feel like Captain Ahab with the white whale stuff. Although I don't, I, Captain Ahab doesn't even, I don't even think he catches the white whale, right? I I, I know I only read a children's. I don't, I don't even know what that, what you're talking about. Uh, I politely laughed at you. I didn't it's know. Called what Moby, it's called Moby Dick. It's a, it's oh, a okay. <laughs> you know, uh, that's, that's where it comes from guys. Uh, a little too uh, close. I, know, I, know. I shouldn't talk though, because I believe I only read a kid's version of it back in like third grade. I never read the real thing by Herman Melville though. I do know the author, but. Anyway, that's where the term white go. whale comes from. We're, we're learning. We could all do some some reading Beluga. in a few weeks. <laughs> um, but first, before we get into that, so much to talk about. Two big events. You had Torrey Pines. You had Dubai. You had a Saturday finish, a Monday finish. Right. Uh, then you had the NFL championship games on Sunday. By the way, low-key, one of my best weekends ever. A little 6-0 and oh during the games yesterday. Wow. All four sides, all, uh, sorry, all both sides, both unders, first half chiefs, shout out Pauly. Yeah. Oh, I forgot and then about, I threw I one more that. little parlay in there. I just did the, the two money lines on the two home teams. Nice. Bang. I love the Eagles going into that. I know it could have mm. been a totally different game if, if Purdy doesn't yeah. get hurt. The most yeah. bizarre second half of a sporting event I've ever seen with them doing reverses on fourth and five, <laughs> like they would not throw the ball. I mean, they have to have someone who could throw the ball. Like it, it was absurd. The dude but, Jennings like played quarterback in college. Uh, I mean, yeah. Throw the ball. They're just, and then they mentioned the use check. They should have never got a chance. I thought Ushak. they were. I've never seen anything like oh. it. And again, as someone who had the under and obviously the Eagles, I mean, the game was over once they got to 21 points, the game was over, but the under 
I mean, it was just brilliant. I mean, just grind. They're, they're grounded. I, I don't they're down thirty points. Uh, Boomer was talking about it this morning. Like you should be able to. Have, I know it's roster size, but how do you not have a third quarterback? I don't get that rule. Yeah. I don't they get have it. like like the NHL does it with uh, the emergency goalie who like literally goes to the game, right? Sits in the stands as a fan. Like I don't get you it. Know, have Flacco sit in the sit in row three, <laughs> and if something crazy happens, he can hop down onto the field and suit up. That's that was nuts. Very bizarre, especially when you have a team that's already down so many guys at quarterback. Uh, it was it was wild. But then you have Purdy back out there, and he's just handing it off left and right. Anyway, it was good for me. I'll take it. And then Saturday, I told you guys, I, first of all, my Keegan almost hit. I mean, that would have been an all-timer. I I, I like didn't even know he made the cut. And I didn't either. Sunday, I checked. I was like, Oh, wow. He's five. I was like, oh, man, I wish I'd bet him top 10 or something instead of just outright like an idiot. And um, lo and behold, of course, he makes a run at it. I had a 60 to one bet on him. Uh, but I did bet home alive um, that day. I bet home and, and Morikawa. They were both seven, 17 to one, oh, and, uh, 16 to one. And I was like, you know what? I just did not think Brown was going to win. I don't know what it is. I just yeah. I know. And, and it gave gamblers an opportunity if you didn't think Rom was going to win to really get some juicy odds for once because the ROM odds were so absurd. I mean, he was minus money trailing by two shots. Like, you know, I think Homo Homo was even 50 to one. um, Like when the round started. So brutal. I did it all. I I was the opposite. I did it all wrong. Myers. Now that you mentioned Keegan, I think Thursday I bet against Keegan. Hmm. And Ricky Fowler, and I think they played like a combined 10 under. And the two guys I bet against, I think, was Pendrith, that Canadian <laughs> Pendrith. And uh, where'd you get that? Who, oh, Thomas, Thomas Dietrich. And they 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 shot like five over combined. They must have lost by 15 strokes combined. <laughs> Fowler and got killed. And I bet John Rahm on Sunday at, when he got to 25 to 1. Mm. He promptly three-putted the 11th green. Oh, I see. Yeah. You took him, yeah, when he finally... 25 to 1. And I had more account pre, uh, pre-turning, which I'm going to go right back to him at oh, Riviera, yeah. I think. Yep. But, man, I mean, he looking back, he probably could have won that thing by five. The amount of five-footers he gives himself and, and misses, like, yeah. like bricks them completely, uh, is insane. I would say the same about Tigala. He, yeah, man, every time they were showing him, he had like a tight, you know, approach, just, you know, burning edges left and right. Mm-hmm. He could have made a run. Hey, it was a great tournament. And I love yeah. the Saturday finish. I wish they did it more. Well, at least, especially during the football stuff. Um, it really screwed me up. I like, I Saturday, I thought it was Sunday because the tournament was finishing. And then so Sunday, I like didn't know what to do with myself. Obviously, there was football, but right. I was just, you have to wait till three. My brain was just, yeah. In a complete pretzel. We it, called it though. Tori, Tori delivers every every delivers. single time. I and know. everyone was ripping on the leaderboard when it was, you know, Tano yeah. Goya. Oh, it was and... a brutal leaderboard. It, it, it was at first. Yeah. He always rises to the top at Tori, though. Yeah. They have to play the South course more, and the, you know, yeah. then the cream rises to the top. Yeah. There's so much to that first two rounds. And I know this year, even more so, everyone was debating. Would you rather play, you know, the, the, that second round, the wind kicked up so much and they were yeah. like, would you rather play the easy course in those conditions or would you rather play the tough course, which is already going to be tough in those conditions. But just the fact that it's the two rounds, it's really tough to get a grasp on it until really the third round's over. So mm-hmm. you're right. That second round leaderboard was, 
Whew, tough. But um, and the first round leader, I mean, the first round leaderboard, I did the the takeaways on Thursday night. It would, yeah. The three leaders were all 150 or or more. Aaron uh, Rye. Uh, yeah. Who else? Uh, Brent. Of yeah. course. <laughs> of course, by the like way. Five, he was 501 odds. Brent uh, and Rye. That the next you day, first round leader, you know, right? Shot a million, of course. But they right. had they had to back their way into a tie for first first round. Well, so, so CP, take a small victory lap here with yeah, Sam Ryder because you had Sam Ryder as a first round leader at least. Um, and you know, here's a guy who's never won a tour event before, and they kept you know it was 147th start or something. What 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 got you into him even for the first round leader? Well, I was originally I left this out of the the uh, Twitter statement I made, but originally I was gonna message Steve because I know Steve like enjoys betting him outright. I'm I'm pretty sure. I forget which tournament it was, but first round leaders at least. I'm a rider. I, I thought you had him outright somewhere, and I was like, should because I was scrolling the odds board. I was like, him hey, one fifty to one outright, Sam Ryder. And then I did the first round leader video and mentioned, um, well, that's what got him on the first round leader radar for me. Mm. Wow. Uh, so hat tip to me. So hat tip to hat Steve. Tip to Steve. Steve. Always yeah. in my brain on Wednesday nights <laughs> when I'm making the, yeah. the dartboard. But uh no, but I was literally thinking Steve loves love always loves Sam Ryder. This is the quintessential Sam Ryder spot, you know, kind of a straight straightforward golf course, hit the fairway, you know, hit your irons really well. That that's kind of what he does. Um and on I was pretty gutted for him. I, I couldn't believe his mom did the interview. That was unreal. I, I mean, I don't know why CBS would would do it. Obviously, she agreed to it. And if she agrees to it, you're like, we got the leader's mom. Like, she wants to talk. But, I mean, it jinxed, it jinxed him instantly. It's the all-time. Double the next hole jinx. after the interview. <laughs> I mean, we we talk about announcer jinx when, you know, guys are at the foul line. Oh, he hasn't missed a foul shot in three weeks. You know, and then they miss. Or, the you know, the kickers. I mean, this was all-time announcer oh. jinx. Did they um, talk to her? Like, was she on the course? I wasn't yes. watching. Yeah, they were yeah, walking yeah. Up. Oh, So Sam could have seen his mom, like, yeah. being interviewed. It was a walk and talk with, uh, was, with Amanda Brenner. Yeah. She was telling Amanda some story about they were all together for her birthday one year. And this was her birthday, I think, um, the other day. Hmm. And she said, all I want for my birthday is to see you win and she was like and and now i'm gonna see him win today but then she literally <laughs> then she literally went I, I i hope he wins i hope he wins <laughs> right after but she said it and instantly i was like oh no it was say, uh, as soon as it happened i thought oh man it, he didn't I, I miss a shot the whole week so, up until that he looked so good and you know what he he just he hit the one bad drive and yep. he threw a horrendous lie and he just couldn't get it out and then the big mistake though was that third shot he went long and then he so he instead of the bogey he made the double mm. but yeah when you saw the mom on there i'm just <laughs> think like have you ever seen a mom being interviewed nah. when other than when the tournament's over right um yeah. it, it it was it was tough even that, then even then i, I can't even think yeah of i feel like we've seen speed's parents or jt well jt's dad doesn't count but you know yeah um but it's like it's when it's over it's not like i don't know, know maybe though maybe that's part of their new they're trying new things right. yeah I don't know. So that's true we shouldn't um, put it all on miss poor mrs Ryder. no no we, we definitely shouldn't but and and, and again i feel bad because like i was i mean i was rooting against him i had, <laughs> I, had I had the board covered i'd i had keegan morikawa and and um Homa, he wasn't and, flinching and Ryder was the one guy i'm like god just kind of get step aside sam and then they did the interview and i was like oh, 
comes the jinx. And, and it did. It did. So that was great. Did they ask her about the pants, CP? Because we wanted to obviously talk. About I don't think she did. So yeah, I don't think so. Either. Now that we're on the Sam Ryder topic, I yeah. my take is he was by far, by far the best dressed player in the field. Hmm. That's a bad yeah. take. <laughs> well, you're an old head. That's why you... I'm very old. I... I mean, it's like he blew the rest of the field out of the water. I mean, he's a Grayson guy. I I kind of stand for Grayson guys. Yeah. I think Justin hey, Grayson makes great calls. I think JT is the best dressed guy on tour, and he yeah. was before Grayson too when he was with RLX. Very sharp. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, the sweater game on point. His beard yeah. is perfect. The flow, everything. <laughs> he's he's the best dressed guy in the field, and he's getting. Cl- and the joggers were. I mean, I'm on point. A little too high up, though. A li- too much ankle. If, if a little too uh, much ankle. If, if you're, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I I know I'm I'm an old man. I I who was I ragging on a few weeks ago? Someone and, and people liked it. I can't do it. Spawn. Um, who? Was it Spawn the untucked shirt? Yes, it was Spawn mm. the untucked shirt. Can't do it. It just looks terrible. Sorry, it looks bad. Sloppy pig. It's sloppy. Um. Now, I, I, Ryder, if it, I'm again, I'm specifically talking about the joggers here. I've been, I've stayed firm on this all the way since the Ricky first debuted it. I know I said you might be able to pull them off CP. You're still young enough. I just don't, it just looks wow. weird. I don't like it. So I, I can't wear them. My, you the, maybe you're on the borderline. You're on the borderline. Oh, I am borderline. You're right. You're borderline. I can, I can't show ankle if I wear it. It's got to go all the way down to the you, shoes. You do the 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 hats, the flat hats that I can't quite. Pull. Although I I kind of tried to get one in the a couple of years ago because it's so outrageous. It's this Travis Matthew pineapple hat, so it's like so mm. outrageous that like then I can get away with the flat because it's already a ridiculous hat to begin with. But you you all you pulled that look off, Steve. I couldn't yeah. do that. Then CP came along with the joggers. It, it just I can't do it. And again, Grayson makes great clothes. I just man, sorry. I- if Grayson's listening, board. I'll take the a color. Yeah. The color Fire. I didn't like particularly. They it just oh, the colors fine. So good. Stand yeah. out even more. I have pants that are kind of red like that, but those are like a reddish pink. I I I I couldn't do it. Now you're right. He dresses well for the most part. JT does. You know, all the guys were saying Billy Ho with with uh with Polo. Yeah, um, I feel like he's overrated now. He, he does know. it. He goes over the top. I think with yeah colors. Yes. Okay. Patterns. I was just going to make a point yeah. that the guys who are like really like slim, like they just look better wearing clothes. Of course. That's yeah. Like what they wear. Kelly Kraft like is not really good at golf, but he right. pulls off best, these looks. Best dress. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He and Sam Ryder, if there is a fashion show, would blow everyone out of the water. Or like EVR, bro. What about Morgan, Hoff, Morgan Hoffman? Hoffman is still yes. making commercials uh, and. Why? Because he looks good. In- he was one of the goats. He was like OG Grayson. Yep. Yeah. Ian Ricky, trendsetters, 100%. Yeah, really Look, and again, like if that's going to, people are making like, oh, the kids love it. It's going to get them into the game. If that's going to get kids into the game, fine. But if I, if I don't wearing think a hoodie and joggers kids. gets a kid to go to the golf course, it is a good thing. That's 100%. a great thing. But I just don't think that's the case. Maybe a hoodie. And again, I'm I'm fine with the hoodies. So I can I can mix it up here. But the the joggers to me, it's like I don't think that's gonna get kids to be like, oh, that's cool. I'm gonna I think any anything that's pissing off the older generation is ultimately Maybe. good for the game. I think <laughs> is my take. Maybe. 
Yeah, maybe. I, I think, and like, I agree a, a, in a lot of cases with the old yeah. heads, but some yeah. cases yeah. I'm like, yeah, if, the, if this is what the young people want, this is what yeah. we're going for, right? We're trying to it's, grow to a younger less, audience. The less right? rules, like you know, yeah, young right. kids like no rules. So if yeah. you tell them take off your hoodie, they're gonna be like, fuck golf. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Just, no, I, I, I might never come that. back to the golf course. I yeah. agree with that, and if it gets people in, fine. I don't, I just don't think it does, and I just <laughs> don't like how it looks. That's all. If it gets people into the game, fine. I don't think there should be a rule against it. I just don't like it. That's all. That's my fair. My pizza fair to me. Uh, I'm trying to be fair. I'm trying to be fair. Um, okay. We didn't even talk about Max Homa. We got to talk quickly about Max Homa. This guy is freaking amazing. Uh, first of all, he starts the week with the jab at, at Patrick Reed on Twitter. Oh, I had to delete. I had to delete it. Did you really? He did. Oh, oh, oh. My uh, video that he when he went to pick up his ball. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, because then he got live mic'd and he took another little jab at Patrick Reed, which is awesome. But really more than that was just um, him doing the live interview. We have seen it before. People make it like it's the first yeah. time ever. But this was particularly good because he was in contention. He's so good, as we know. He's the king of golf Twitter. Um, and then he goes ahead and wins the tournament. Now, again, he only did it for one hole, right? But mm -hmm. it, it showed, like you said, CP, with CBS trying something new and pushing something, what, you know, we saw the potential there for, for and again, not everybody's going to be Max Homa, but we saw some potential there. And I'm glad he ended up winning because it just shows you you can do that sort of thing and not be yep. thrown off your game. And yep. In the third round, in contention, right. on – I mean, that's the the like the turning point hole basically every single round, the thirteenth hole. So big hole, uh, yeah. yeah. And I do. You just mentioned it. they've done this before. They've done this walk and talk. They tried it like two years ago. Remember they tried it in Hawaii and we never saw it again. Right. I remember Kevin um, did one during a tournament once. But I think this AirPod style, I think, is a little less intrusive yes. on them. There's not a microphone in their face. That you know yes. that I think that's kind of annoying in a True. sense. This AirPod thing where it's like, you know, guys over on the 18th hole asking the questions, I think it's actually perfect. And I think uh, it should be here to stay. Unfortunately, what we forget is there's literally one Max Homa and yeah. maybe a couple other, couple other people would be really interesting in that setting that I'm even blanking on right now. Who else would be? Yeah, Rory. I mean, JT would be. JT. Spieth would be. Spieth would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. speak, we already hear everything he says. So yeah, but, yeah. no, but no, he would be, he would be great. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a good amount of guys, but, but Homo would be in that obviously top, top tier yeah. Yeah. level. Um, so anyway, glad to see him rewarded winning the tournament. Um, as someone pointed out, he has as many wins on tour since the beginning of 2021 as anyone else. I know Rory has five also, but he has five. Uh, maybe someone else has five. Um, this guy's incredible. I, I what's it's it's almost more amazing now that he has he's still yet to do anything at yeah. majors. Mm -hmm. But we've seen that before with guys. I remember Adam Scott for years and years did nothing at the majors, and then all of a sudden he became like a, kind of a major stud too. But he he won a lot first, so it can happen. But man, this guy's iron play. I mean, the fact that he what I will remember about this tournament, other than all the stuff we've already talked about is, is the, the two birdies on the par threes. 
Yep. Those two par threes on the back nine of Tory are absolute beasts, especially with the the pin on the 11th being back right like that. And he just sticks it. And then the pin kind of back left on 16, 234 iron. He covers that bunker by about a yard um, yep. to set up the, the birdie that won the tournament. This guy is a hell of an iron player. And he was the one going on and on about playing with Morikawa and, and Sung Jae-im, who are obviously incredible iron players in their own right. But Man, Max Homa is right up there with any of these top iron players, and that's why we're seeing him win tournaments now. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him content. I mean, Cantlay does this too. He like wins prolifically and then does nothing in majors. True. Um, True. But yeah, I mean, Homa has four wins in California, U.S. Opens in L.A. But now they've slashed his odds. He's like everyone's below. jumping on it. Yeah. yeah. Should have done it before. We should have bet it. Before we missed the boat there, yeah, yeah. could have been on this week. I kind of, kind of just set <sighs> my mind a little bit. I was so close to doing it. So DK had that like little odds boost, and yeah. I, I, I used that. Not... Yeah. Okay. okay, see, I saw. I think we even talked about it. He there he there was some early movement on him where he went from like thirty to one to twenty to one at some book, and so that just yes, kind of threw right. it off. And I was yes. just like, ah, I can't bet him twenty to one. Yeah, but that like I would have thirty, but. But so I, I'm glad I at least got a, a, you know, a little piece of him that last day because I don't think I hit on him in any of his previous wins. So yeah. at least I, I got a little something out of him because uh, he's a hell of a closer when he gets a chance. Mm-hmm. He really, he, he literally, I said that best closer, and someone said no, he chased. Which yes, he did chase down the lead. Uh, he has but, done that, but it's like every time he gets into this spot, he closes the deal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's like six for six on doing this now. I feel like he's never shrunk. I, I don't, there's no, the, the big choke was the missed putt at Riviera and then he won the tournament anyway. In, yeah. in the right. right. So he's never, every time he gets into position, he gets the job done was kind of the point. The I think. last, the last story we did with him, um, we talked to his coach, Mark Blackburn, and he said like, he's never seen anyone barring tiger who really rises to the occasion when he's in contention he like he craves it and that's when he plays his best golf that's really hard to do that's which not is how most so crazy because he first became known as this guy who was just a funny guy on twitter who could not hack it and could not right. make pj tour and now he's like the most prolific closer right now yeah currently. you can't really like put into words how crazy of a turnaround it is he i mean he was close to giving up being a yeah. pro golfer is nuts now he's one of the best players in the world you know what it is it's that mamba mamba mentality mamba. Mm. God. <laughs> uh, yeah like he is a he has, kobe somehow has a monopoly on working hard and practicing it's like a, it's unbelievable gave himself his own nickname all right i'm not going down the kobe rabbit hole uh oh, my god i am I am glad that that, uh, that whatever Max needed to for inspiration, good for him. Um, we should probably get to the J.R. Smith interview. Speaking of basketball, we can we can we'll talk a little more golf on the on the flip side because there was so much. It was such a great weekend. Um, but let you know, you bring up uh, Kobe. Uh, we we we, we got to go into our guy J.R. Smith again. Just a great guest. So thrilled to finally get him on the pod, and he did not disappoint. Um, including talking about the, the actual GOAT, LeBron James. So let's listen to uh, our interview with J.R. Smith. All right. We are excited, and I can't say that with enough energy. We are excited to finally welcome J.R. Smith to the podcast, a two-time NBA 
champion, a former sixth man of the year with uh, our beloved New York Knicks, and now a college golfer. J.R. Smith, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you having me. I can't complain. So anyway, I, I got to start. Uh, it was almost nine years ago. You were at the Players' Championship. I'm sure you've been there other times, but I bumped into you then. I had the pleasure of talking to you. Um, at the time, you had, you had totally caught the golf bug. You said that you had played every day since the regular season had ended, but yeah. you were, a, I think, a 13 handicap, and you're, you had just shot your career best score. It was a 74. So fast forward almost nine years later, what's the current handicap? Obviously, you're, you're a college golfer now, and what's your best career score? Uh, my best career score is a 70 right now. So, okay. Uh, but I'm a two handicap, technically 1.9 in debt. So I Very put nice. two there. Very nice. Did you happen to see that uh, John Rahm would be a plus 13 handicap if you did his no. handicap? Yeah, that was a thing that just came out recently. His his last 20 scores are, if you did it based on the handicap, he'd be a plus 13. Be pretty good. Oh, my God. He'd be... That's pretty good. I was about to say, that's pretty good. <laughs> You'd be pretty getting 15, good. 15 shots from him on, on a normal Man, court. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Man, like where was the where was the, where was the seventy at when he shot the seventy? Uh, it was what was it the Biltmore and uh, oh Miami. No, I think it was like I think it was in Charlotte, but they tore it up now. It oh, okay. Like oh. A, one of these old, one, I think it was the Biltmore in Charlotte, but now that they tore it up, they tore up the golf course and they put like a um. Apartments or something behind it. Oh man! Well, you tore up the golf course in Sanford. <laughs> <That's laughs> I wish you burned you, it to the ground. Jr., did you have a putt for for sixty nine? Yeah. Uh, no that that putt was for uh to make a save for seven because I, wow. I I had a I had a, a really long three putt <laughs> and I did. <laughs> and luckily, I mean, I was like, because you know, like. I was on the tee box, you know, and I still remember I was like, got hit with that adrenaline rush, like, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, when you're not really keeping up with your score, and then, right. you know, holes, couple holes go by, then you look back and you're just like, oh shit, like I'm on pace, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, I hit a great drive, hit a uh, a seven iron to the back of the green, and then. And the pin was in the front right tuck. And then I my putt misjudged his feet because I'm a terrible putter. Rolls off the green. Gotta come back up. I was gonna chip it back up. And I was like, cause I felt I feel way more well, even then I always felt way more chip better, like way more confident chipping with my uh wedge opposed to putting the ball off the green. Okay. I hated that Texas wedge hole situation. Yeah. Could could never really get it. Right. So Hit another putt, and then sure enough, it, it rolls like seven feet past the back up the ground. I'm like, oh my god! And then I made a little dire, and I was like, <laughs> like it was a bogey, but I was just like, you know, you get that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So you you mentioned like kind of realizing, oh man, I got this score going. I always wondered if you were in the if you're in the, a game in the NBA. Do you realize how many points you've scored? Is it something like you see guys check, look up at the big screen? Are they looking at the board? Are they looking at their stats? Do you ever know what you have cooked? Like if you're near 30 points, are you ever like, oh shit, I need another bucket? No, you know. 
You definitely know. <laughs> you know, you okay. Know. Anybody <laughs> tells you you don't, they don't know. They don't <laughs> First of all, you look at you're looking up consistently. You, you, right. you know your number. You know what's next to your number. You know how many fouls you got. Every right. time out, every time you come off the court, somebody's handing you a stat sheet. It's not right. like, the, oh, man, I was one short of triple-double. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bro, you know. Like, okay. okay, good, good. We know we know Russell Westbrook knows when he's close to triple double. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of them know. Trust me, it's not all of them. I know snake mistake out of nowhere. Oh, I just need one rebound. He's just attacking the glass. Like, okay. Right. Well, one of your moves, Jr. in in the league was, um, you know, you would unlay someone's shoelaces on the free throw line. I'm wondering if if you got anything like that. In golf, like you know, any pranks you pull on, on the course, or you know, I don't know, in the cart, are you uh, only someone's shoes if you got a match going? Nah, if I normally like if I got my boys or whatever, it depends on the group and depends on yeah. the game, uh-huh. you know. Uh, normally, I got this little thing, or I just start, you know, fondling tees or something in my pocket <laughs> and, you know, or something like that, or just. Nice. You working my shadow somewhere, and <laughs> it, 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 it was hard. It's funny because it was hard for me at first because I didn't really, I didn't understand how to like mess people up, where to stand, where you weren't supposed to stand. I didn't understand like the little nuances. Some mm-hmm. people like the like the flag in. Some people don't. Some people hate it even if you don't even ask them would you like the flag in or out. And right. just, I was like, okay. Now I know how to message you. Like, all right, yeah. cool. Especially when you gamble with your boys, it's like, okay, right, gotcha. Yeah. And right. do you do any of that? You know, in your college competitions too, or do you kind of keep it cool? No, yeah. I keep it cool in the college. Yeah. I don't, I don't mess with the kids like that because I already feel like they're a little intimidated when they sure. see me. So I don't yeah. really. That's I, nice. I, I, I don't want to get off that appearance. So yeah. I do it to my teammates all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what so what's that been like? Obviously, this is uh the second year uh being at, at school and being on the golf team. Has it gotten easier? Has it gotten harder? Uh looks like the lineup might be tougher to crack this year. Is that true? Yeah, the lineup is way tougher to crack this year. Okay. Uh we got a couple guys in who who are really, really good. I mean, the this the youth and and the the skill level has transitioned incredibly because even like you know, the tour level guys and they go from a guy goes from you know Stanford like a Mark Howell comes steps on a tour and just starts lighting it up or uh yeah. what's kid from Oklahoma State uh Wolf Wolf or Hovland I mean Wolf Hovland Hovland just comes out and just starts lighting it up and it's right. like that that fear of you know not playing well it doesn't really exist anymore at, on an earlier stage with the, with this younger generation, and when when some of these kids come in, they're just like, "Oh yeah, I'm a plus two, I'm a plus three, and they're just like, "Yeah, okay." And then you get them out there, and it's like, "No, he's a plus two, he's a plus." Two. I'm like, "Oh, shit. like I gotta bring it," you know. And I'm for me, it's hard because obviously they've been playing their whole life. They got the swings, they got the, you know, they know the all of the tutelage and technology, how to compete within the game. So. um but all of that learning that is fun, so much fun because I, it's something completely different. I'm out of my realm. I'm out of my stratosphere. I don't know where to hang my hat on or what to rely on within my swing, within the game yet. So fi- figuring all of that part out is, I think, is, uh, you know, one of the best parts about being in this realm for me. 
you uh you obviously like to get up shots in the nba aggressive player we know that i'm curious if that yeah. transfers to the golf course for you are you a guy who goes for par all fives well. and two driver on <laughs> short par fours or are you a little more conservative all too well i have the <laughs> confidence of somebody who's nine feet tall and <laughs> sure enough and you know and, and it's funny because a lot of my people do it like i didn't re- again another little nuance to crash talking or second people why was like, oh man you hit the ball so far yeah you can drive this hole and then before you know it you're out of bounds or somewhere <laughs> you ain't supposed to be and, uh but i've learned throughout the game uh when i while i'm playing if i know i've spent time and time and time again on the range hitting the shot, then I have to get some more confidence. So I'm gonna hit that shot. But if I know this isn't something I've been working on, then I try to stay away from it and I'll play for it. And like, you know, I know I'm way better right now. I know for sure I can cut my a five wood or three iron or my three wood to exactly where I need it to be if I'm on par five. And if I got to, if the pin is tucked to the right now, if the pin is on the left side and I got to, and it's trouble to the right and I got to turn it over, I'm not comfortable with that. I know mm-hmm. that for sure. So then there are certain shots I'll lay up to the front of the green and feel, you know, feel more, feel better going for birdie opposed to just leaving double on a card and when eagle is very slim. Sure. I'm wondering, uh, you know, what the ultimate goal is for you, Jr. You know, in golf, obviously you have collegiate goals, but you know, I want to play on the tour, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Steph did. Yeah, yeah, I want to play on the tour, dog. I want to get as good as I can, and hopefully that is good enough to be next to, you know, Rory or whoever else in a group somewhere down the line. And I feel like that's like. You know, and it doesn't have for me. It's not like you know an overnight process where I'm not going to over exaggerate. Like, yeah, I'm planning on a tour in two years. Like, no, right. I know. You know, it might be a senior tour situation or a okay. champion situation. Yes, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I know the. I'm not going to disrespect the work that people put into this game and just think I'm going to come out there and light it up. That's just not the way it happens. If it did, it would work like that in college, and the damn sure ain't working like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of, um, you know, former athletes who play golf. They always say, oh, the, the pressure in golf is actually harder than in the sport that they play. But I, I'm I gotta ask, you played in a game seven NBA finals on the road, one of the most intense battles ever. Um yeah. the pressure of golf cannot live up to that. I mean hundred percent. I teed off at Exmoor <laughs> at the uh the uh, uh the mid air. Okay. The mid end this past year, and I stepped to the first tee. I hit when I tell you I hit probably ten balls, the exact drive I wanted to hit before I get to the first tee. Right. And it wasn't even the fact that like a bunch of people were around me. It's just the fact that like now, okay, everything counts from here on in. And when I tell you, I couldn't like I literally, I probably hit the ball twenty yards and dumped oh. it like oh, literally no. legit. Duffed it, and I'm like, oh my god! Sure enough, hit it. Second shot, hit like punch it out to the middle of the fairway. Still make bogey, but it's like, bro. And compared to like my first shot in a game, right. I mean, it, it could take one or two minutes to come running up and down the court. Three, four minutes, a quarter, a half. I've been in games where you know your shots just don't come. You know, depending on the circumstances, but you you're still out there getting the rhythm and the feel of it for for golf there's no trying to get the rhythm and the feel of it you either got it or you don't mm-hmm. <laughs> and just trying right. if anything if you don't you're trying to manage how bad you don't have it <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. I'm wondering, uh, you we were talking before about in the NBA, you'd be looking at the stat sheet, looking how many points you have, but you don't do that in golf. But are you a guy who, you know, checks your greens and regulation, fairways and regulation? Do you keep track of those stats at all? Uh, you know, I haven't. I, I do more of taking notes on every swing I take, which is which is hard because it, it slows down the process of my practice. But for me, I realize it's better for me if I do it like that because now I can understand and translate it to my body and know what I'm doing right and wrong when I'm working on something. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm getting into more uh. The, the green, you know, the greens and red fairways, the putts and, you know, stuff like that. But for me right now, I feel like, for one, I've always been a player who's, I've never been a player who comes into the gym and, you know, do five spots here, five spots there, five spots there, and I'm cool and that's enough. Like, for me, I've always been a person, a reps person. So for me, a lot of my processes on the range and around the chipping areas and putting, so... I really enjoy that that part of the game, spinning, you know, hitting two buckets of balls and all nine irons, you know, and trying to figure it out. And um, a, a lot of people don't like to do that. A lot of people just want to go play and, you know, have fun. And some of my boys are be like, I'll see you when I get back. And sure enough, I'll be there waiting on them, go at the range, trying to figure it out. <laughs> because now once I once I get that confidence on working and, and putting that energy and effort into my game and that swing, I know. By the time I step on the course, there's nothing he can do with me or anybody else because I'm way more confident than he is just because he plays more. But I work on an actual technique of it to understand why I'm doing certain things. Mm -hmm. You've you've had a chance to rub elbows with PGA Tour pros. I know at Wilmington this year, you got to play with Tony Finau. Um, I think it was Keith Mitchell, too. What have some of those experiences been like? Any fun stories uh, playing with Tony? Because obviously he's a huge NBA fan too. I'm sure you guys hit it off. Yeah, man. I mean, Tony's awesome, man. He's yeah. he, he's such a great dude. He's so helpful, um, encouraging uh, mm-hmm. more than anything. And and not only just with me, but everybody in the group. And I played mm-hmm. in, I played with groups with some players or some pros who just hung back, didn't want anything to do with guys, and right. just stayed to themselves. And I played with. Uh, Rory Sabatini, who was one of the funniest dudes I've ever met in my life, and I enjoyed every minute of it. You know, nice. Um, it's 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 really amazing. You know, I was uh, I live in South Florida, so I was uh, I was on a range the other day at Floridian, and Brooks Kepka is standing next to me. We're chopping it up, and I'm just sitting here in awe, just like watching him swing and watching you know what he what he brings to the his swing and his balance and how he's doing certain things. And you know, I'm not trying to pick his brain and ask him too much. I don't want to get on his nerves, but I'm sitting here listening to him and Claude just, like, talk about the game and, you know, different little techniques. And I literally, you know, it's hard to – for I think it's harder for certain people to translate that, but if you're a professional athlete, you can understand certain nuances and what is going on. And it translated to me so well that, you know, even when I'm getting lessons, I think so many times, so many people try to break it down to the dumbest situation. And for me, as a being again a professional athlete, I don't work like that when it comes to. I need the the, the very most detailed oriented thing. Like I don't care how complex it is, give it to me like that, and the golf swing, and a throw, and a shot, and a catch, I can do all of that. Uh, I wonder. You know, a few years ago, it came out that. Uh... 
Steph Curry was posting scores during the NBA Finals. I forgot which one it was, but it was one of the ones against the Cavs. I wondered, yeah. did you ever play with him during the NBA Finals? And no, would that be? I, look, I wish I did. Oh, you wish you did. Okay. Would that be looked yeah. down upon by by your teammates, or would that be cool? Oh man, yeah. I mean, not, yeah. I think not, I think it, it would be nowadays. But I mean, when Jordan and those guys used to do it, it was never a problem. Right. You know? Right. Right. So it's so funny to me. It's like, it's, it's so, it flip flops so much. Like back in the day, these dudes used to play golf together, they used to go play cars together and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, they, but they hated each other. They battled, they battled. It's like now because guys work out together, they hang out right. together. It's like, oh, this guy's so soft. And it's like, bro, <laughs> we, like, what are we talking about? Like, right. Don't get me wrong. At the end of the day, we're competing for a championship. Just as much as I want to beat his ass on the golf course, I want to beat his ass on the court. It's right. just, just it's competition, you know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and, and like that. I don't know. I never really held individual grudges because a person played for a certain team or whatever. You gotcha. know, it was, it was always within the game. You know, we both want to win. We're both competing. You know, even if we got into a little scuffle, love it. It's not that I feel like you're a certain type of way or disrespect towards you as an individual. No, you're competing. I was competing. And that was it. So. Right. Um, but it definitely would have been looked at as like, you know, fraternized with the, with, with the other team or something like that. Did you ever try to get LeBron into golf? It seems like he's never gotten into it. So many times. So many times. <laughs> What's the deal? Come on. But, yeah, what, I've been there. trying, man. He, he, LeBron is a person who is, if he's not good at it, he doesn't mm-hmm. want to do it. Yeah, gotcha. sure. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. If, he, if he's trying to him trying to figure out a draw and a cut for four or five hours is just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking a little bit more uh, about Steve and I are from Jersey. Obviously, you're from Jersey. We know you've played Pine Valley, but how often do you get back yeah. to play in Jersey? we got some great courses here. And do you have any favorites oh, in Jersey other than Pine Valley? Uh, so I'm a member of Methodicom in uh, Jackson. Ooh, that's so a great my Yeah, that's my, that's my home course now, and I love it. Um, I moved back to Jersey in the summers. Um, I played almost every day, whether it's Baltistraw, Paramus. Paramus, uh, yes. Got, yeah, for sure. Uh, Liberty, Bayonne, Edge, uh, Ridgewood, mm-hmm. um, Somerset Hills. Uh, what's that? Uh, man, Galloway. Mm-hmm. Um there's a dormy course down South Jersey. It's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Hidden Creek's great. Hidden Creek. We did, yep. the, I did the kids shoot there. Amazing. Nice. Um, the Matitaconk range you must spend oh hours at. That's one of the great ranges uh, ever. Other than Pine Valley, to me, it's the best range in the country. Yeah. Now, well, technically third now, because I would have to say Grove. Grove's range mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Yeah. What about uh, Lakewood Golf Course? Uh, I haven't. Pl- I played it once. Eagle, <laughs> I played Eagle Ridge a few oh, times. Eagles. Oh, hell yeah! Uh, Pine Barrens is my spot, though. Pine Barrens is yeah. around the corner. That's a sick spot. That's a good one. Uh, Charles, I mean, uh, Charles Springs is always the yes. Uh, yes. I was gonna ask. You're we from mix it up all north the time, or south? Though. North or south? Oh, I like north, north better. Right? I think oh, I'm a south guy. Yeah, I'm a South guy. Nice. There you go. I'm a South guy. We're going to have to get out there this summer. Then. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh, uh, Charleston. Well, last one for me. You know, you, you've had a chance to do 
incredible things in golf, you know, Pine Valley, we talked about, uh, saw you're out abandoned recently. What's one thing that you really want to do that you haven't been able to do yet? Oh uh, man, I want to play the old course. I want to mm. go overseas and play. Um, I think that's like the, the biggest, uh, like bucket list thing I want to do is yeah. really go overseas and embrace the old style of the game. And I want to, and for me, I want the bad weather too. I don't, I don't want it to be sunny and I don't want to feel the experience because I'm already cheating with the new clubs. These dudes are using <laughs> tethered balls and wooden clubs and right. like putting up scores like that. I'm like, no, no, no. I want the whole experience. Yeah. Uh, last one from here. We'll let you go. I just got to ask. I saw that um, Chris Paul, who happens to be my my guy, overlapped with him at Wake, uh, is a godfather of one of your kids and uh, yeah. obviously a, a golfer. I'm sure you've played with him. Um, what, I just wonder in terms of trash talking, you have two rings. He obviously does not have a ring. Does that ever come up or is that, is that, is there a line that you draw with the trash talking when it comes to, uh, not winning a ring yet? Um, no, I don't really, I don't really get into that, honestly. Okay. Cause I mean, for me, it's like, I got two friends who are really, who obviously Hall of Famers, like him and Melo. And they both haven't won a championship. And I don't look at it as, you know, them being not good enough to win a, a ring. They just weren't in the situation to do it. You know, if, if CP, if that trade doesn't go, you know, that trade doesn't get blocked and he goes to the Lakers. Right. Like, that's, I, to me, that's two at least two or three rings for him. Mm-hmm. You know, in certain situations, if, if certain trades go through, don't go through for Melo, it's like, okay, there's a different opportunity there. So, sure. um it doesn't take, I don't think it takes away from their greatness. It's just more conversation talk more than anything. Because um, then it's, I mean, it's funny because I think about it as like, okay, when are they going to put together a list of the greatest who've never won? If that's the case, you know, right. like who's going to be the leader of that crew? And we, you know, start debating that if there's going to be the debate of all time, if we're going to go rings, if we're going to go, you know, stats and accolades, like what's the qualifications? Right. Yeah, it's tricky. Well, JR, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, everybody is excited about your your new podcast, Part 3. We will check out Appreciate that uh, for sure. And um, and by the way, you were the, on the last good Knicks team. So maybe That's the Knicks right. are finally – the Knicks might be you're – you're on the only back. team of the past 20 Dude. years. They're finally decent, maybe, hopefully this year. But you were on the last good team, so we thank you for that We as appreciate well. it. <laughs> Absolutely, thank you for your I service. Yeah. It's funny, man. I I hated the Knicks growing up, and now <laughs> I like I really feel so so much a part of the fan base and the, oh, the organization. Like I really love. I I still root for them, honestly. Awesome. I, I, when I see them, I, that's the one team I actually like. I love them. I, I, I love nice. the Knicks. So the people nice. there was great. The city was great. The fans is obviously amazing. And being from Jersey, playing in you know almost playing in your own backyard is not much you can ask for. Sure. All right, go Knicks. Thanks, JR. Really appreciate it. Thanks again to JR Smith for joining us. And uh, yeah, check out his new podcast, Part Three, with Ben Baller and Stephen Malbon. Uh, that that should be interesting as well, because as you hear, JR Smith has some, he's got some great stories. I mean, the guy's playing with Michael Jordan. He's, you know, rubbing elbows with, with, he's, we know he's tight with a lot of PGA Tour guys. So 
Rory um, Sabatini, apparently. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> the Sabatini stuff. One of the funniest guys he said ever. That we gotta get Sabatini on here. That, yeah, I guess do. so. That'd be electric. Another, Another white, white whale. whale. Add him to the, the list of white whale guests. Rory Sabatini, if you're listening, please. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk a little more golf because, man, Dubai with uh, Rory McIlroy's debut coming on the DP World Tour, even though he's the face of the PGA Tour. It was a little interesting there, but he comes through um, not only with the win, but with the content, because holy crap, this tee gate, um, Patrick Reed flicks a little tee at him uh, on the range on Tuesday because he snubbed him. Just crazy stuff. Now, the video, it wasn't like Patrick Reed threw a tee at him and could have hurt him or anything, but it was still, you know, not a hostile move, but he threw a live T at him. He was trying to make a point. I mean, I, I kind of like it. I got to be honest. I mean, and the, I think up. the something no one really pointed out, at least that I saw, was Rory could clearly see him in his peripheral vision. Oh, he right. has any sort of peripheral vision. And the second he did, he suddenly had to squat down and look at the track man. <laughs> so the idea that Rory was like, oh, I never really knew he was right. even there. Like, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, like, that's you know. a class. We all know that move as yes. millennials who bury their heads in their phone when they see. That's all we do. That's when you all want all to talk do. to on the subway or in the, you know, in the office, you you dive into the hallway. That's we literally perfected that move. Yes. <laughs> I double, I'll double back. I'll go back into the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'll do anything to avoid anything. a little chit chat. <laughs> Uh, with, with certain people. So, yeah, he clearly snubbed him. Um, first of all, he would have heard him wishing Happy right. New Year to the caddy, which is bizarre. What a move. Happy New Year oh, on New Year. January 26th. Such, yeah, such I mean, a wild Reed. stuff from Reed. But but again, to flick a live tee, and he said afterwards, I mean, he did it on purpose, a little live. Mm. Ambush marketing. Yeah. I, I thought it was very spicy. I liked it. We almost got them paired. We did get a showdown in the final day. Rory comes through with the birdie to beat him. A playoff between them would have been extra mm. spicy, mm. but uh, pretty amazing. But now we do have to mention uh, Rory winning, obviously no big deal. Um, not unusual. But neither is Patrick Reed getting into a rules controversy. And I know we have to be very careful about what we say here, but uh, good Lord. Uh, Patrick Reed, you know, CPU did the post today off of the Brandel Chambly video. We all know what Brandel Chambly thinks about Patrick Reed, but that doesn't matter because when you have video evidence showing a ball going to one tree, now again, I, I'm not blaming Patrick Reed for thinking that his ball, how would he know which tree it went into? But then he goes and says with 100% certainty that he identified his ball, but his ball was in another tree. So either he made a, incredible mistake or he's lying so again i don't know where you guys fall on this but uh it's i'm, it's I'm too scared damn. you're too scared we're not going to talk about it gonna get no, subpoenaed on valentine's day if uh, <laughs> we're not careful i just to me it's crazy and i know rory even kind of stood up for him <laughs> and i saw some people like oh so what he used but there was no one complaining about him using binoculars or saying it's his ball that's fine when it's proven that his ball's in another tree, unless you're telling me he hit a in a practice round a ball into that tree and then maybe <laughs> saw his practice round ball. I mean, it honestly was reminding me of the guy in the Q school who was, you mm. know, saying he found his ball and then they went out and they were like, no, we found your ball in the hazard. Like, what are you talking? I mean, we need Patrick Reed to play every week. I mean, week. The content that is produced by him, we, we'd have to thank Patrick Reed because yeah. 
you know, we were kind of close to hitting our KPIs for the month. <laughs> I mean, you know, way behind. And now Patrick Reed is made a run. Close. Yeah, we yeah, made a run. We're making a, an epic run. Thank you, Patrick. As you said before, we had T-Gate and Treegate um, just amazing within the one week. Epic. Again, it is amazing that he then almost wins the tournament because yeah. as we saw at Tory when he had the rules thing, he won the tournament by five. The hero when he had the thing, he was in contention. Like these things happen and he just blocks them out. And so, yeah. I mean, it's possible that he did nothing wrong. It's certainly possible. And he has a clear conscience and that's why he's able to do that. It's also possible. He's just able to block out everything and he must sleep great at night. Stuff. Yeah. Stuff going on. Incredible. I hope he sleeps great. So amazing stuff. Uh, Golf needs more of this shit though. I know. Like, they do. Know, obviously flicking a tee at another golfer is the softest golf thing so ever. Like, like, the fact that we had live players and DP world tour players in the same event, like created this possible, you yeah. know, and like this hostile situation. We, we need more of this shit. Like, we need to figure out a way to get live players with PGA tour players and European tour players more. Cause this is the shit that's happening. Like this gets people into golf. Cause like, damn, this is yeah. spicy as hell. Come on. Juxtapose the T throw with Trent Williams, whipping that guy <laughs> like a rag on the ground yesterday. It's pretty, that's pretty right. so soft. Right. It, it's, it's so soft, but it's all we have. So it's we all have we got. We got. On it. Yeah. And um, you know, again, like people said, they were making a big deal about it. We did make a big deal about it. You're right. Because this stuff just doesn't happen. You're the it's people clicking. It just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. So um anyway, let's let's yeah, I agree. Let's hope for some more matchups, more run-ins with some of these guys. Uh makes for some spicy content for sure. Okay, let's move on. Um, not as spicy as the field this week at Pebble Beach. Uh it's an event that's gotten hurt in year in recent years, and now it's getting hurt, I think even more because of the whole designated events thing. And it's not a designated event and it's kind of the event before a designated event at waste management um, and the event after Torrey Pines, which was still kind of a pretty big deal. Um, so we got the field here. I'm looking at it. You got Spieth, Matt Fitzpatrick, co-favorites right there, Victor Hovland. They're all in that 11 to 12 to one range on DraftKings. Um, guys, have you made any Early moves. Uh, have you have you thought about anything with with this? Uh, and, and, and yeah, where are you going? Yes. By the way, the elevated events. You should have seen me trying to explain that to Erica, my wife. Oh, yesterday. oh my god! Good luck. Like, oh, Pebbles next week. I was like, yeah, nobody's really going. And she was like, why? And I was like, not an like ten minutes for me to explain why <laughs> <laughs> only Jordan Spieth's going to Pebble Beach. Right. Uh, single bullet for me though, Matt McNeely, obviously. If you saw mm. my- 20 to one DraftKings. A lack of lack of funds in my uh, many mm-hmm. accounts and B um, obviously really good history there. Kind of a weak field, still a pretty good number 22 to one, I think. Uh, and has been playing really well. I think he still ended up finishing top 20 at Torrey. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love Mav. The year square, is going to be square as it is. It's going to be 2048. In the year 2048, Mav will still be looking for his first PGA Tour yeah. win. It we'll will be the end of January, and we will still bet Mav McNeely at 22 to one. But I'll, I'll well, be there. So with the you. People love him on the small greens. The guy small loves him. On the small and greens. the guy has a like his dad has a house on the friggin' course. Like, how is this not where he wins for the first mm-hmm. time? Probably played this course a few times. A few a times. times. Uh, yeah. By the way, I just put this together. 
we all know CP's obsession with Patrick Rogers, but now the budding obsession with Matt McNeely, what is it with the Stanford golfers? Mm. I thought you were going to say with Sam Ryder. Uh, no, just the Stanford. I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. I Have you ever even it. thought of that, that they're both? No. Yeah. It's kind of, it's interesting. It's like. Interesting coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Tired. They both happen to be like these incredibly winning golfers at Stanford. Decent little golf program they got over at Stanford, I guess. Decent. I mean, they I, these guys both tied Tiger School record for wins, I believe. Um, even though they obviously played, he only played two years. But shout out, like they're both of their claim to fame. Like Rogers came along, yeah. he tied Tiger's record. Oh, he's the next big thing. Hasn't worked out that way. And then Mav came along, he tied both their records. Hmm. So it's just kind of. Shout out Cam Wilson as well. You love him. Well, he was a he's a Met guy too. So yeah. Joseph Bramlett, you big Bramlett guy. Bramlett, Bramwagon. Bramwagon. Yep. <laughs> I guess we love the Stanford golfers. Yes. Tree. Speaking well, of we, trees. we love Noda. We love Noda. Love Noda. Noda. Obviously. It's true. Uh, so love okay. Andrew Luck. Big Andrew Luck guy. Yeah, you are a big luck. Missing guy. him this weekend. Like, imagine if he was imagine if he was still hanging around with these other AFC QBs. Mm. Unfortunate. Yeah, I guess. And he was. <laughs> you don't agree? He's a great no. player. Yeah. You wouldn't want to see Luck Mahomes AFC champions. Oh, no, sure, sure, I would. I guess. I mean, you, oh. you can't. They can't all be. I feel like some. Of uh, yeah, they wouldn't all be great. I don't know. Yeah. I think he. I feel like he would still be very much in the conversation. No, he probably would be. Yeah, he was. He was. He was really good. I agree. He was like he was a pro. Philip Rivers, you know, career Philip projection. Rivers. Philip Rivers is very good. Oh, I, I agree, but I think they uh his I think he's just cut above Bill Rivers. Yeah, I, I agree. Cut above. But no, Rivers has a good career. No, yeah. I immense I didn't I didn't mean to dis- I love Philip Rivers. Okay. So any other thoughts here? I admittedly I haven't really looked at the board. La- for whatever reason last week I was just like, man, this is a Keegan Bradley week. I don't know what came into my head. Nothing's <laughs> popping here right now. Oh, um, this field is so weak. Um, and I feel bad. I I am one of the few people on golf Twitter who really likes this week i you know i think it's because i've gotten to go to pebble a few times played mpcc a few times no big deal uh this place has a little soft spot little soft spot in my heart um yeah it's just a wedge fest so i feel like you know take a shot on some of these guys down the board hoagie was 66 to 1 last year um i feel like nick taylor's actually been playing some good golf recently and you could kind of you could find like a seventy to one on him. Um, I, I hope he's playing with our boy JT say? again. They're running it back for the vibes. I hope so. They, I think they did they last year. Yeah. So uh, Nick Taylor will get my money. And Do- Thomas Dietrich at fifty at fifty to one to one is interesting too. I mean, he just feels better than a lot of these guys. I, that's a good point. I like that. Just yeah. a talent play. Yeah. Talent play with Dietrich. Good yeah. wedge player. Um I don't Kirk Kitayama is also I was just about to say Kirk Kitayama. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of 80 to 1. Like I, I think that's just a misprice. He should be more in like the 50 range. Um oh I'm seeing 60. So 81 on bet 365. So Dang, I gotta get on bet 365. Yeah, yeah. bet 365 is they always yeah. seem to have the best odds. Yeah, they always have good ones. Uh, I want to personally thank Gary Woodland for not playing this week and saving me <laughs> that I would have bet on him. I'll say Jason yeah. Day, too. How's Jason Day? I don't now? know how those the both of them. How yeah, do you not stop this week? This is a win. This is a 
I don't day know, wins by three. This like, could have been Day's big comeback. Yeah, one. I agree. He's very he's playing great. Couple couple straight top tens, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't know what this, this, love this course. Uh, yeah, very odd. Uh, I don't know Joel Damon with the you know, the but he hasn't played fan. right. He yeah. hasn't played since the Bebe. Yeah, he might get my money. He hasn't played in that long. All right, maybe I maybe I since off. since. Uh... Play with Sam? Yeah, he hasn't played. So, ooh, that's, <laughs> can't leave with some. I mean, if he ever gets in a bunker, woof, good luck. <laughs> never get out. If he, if he starts picturing what Sam did, jeez. Oh, one uh, other name. Uh, I mean, you have to have history around Pebble, so this I don't like it. But the no S H Kim has been like a friggin' machine, and he's a wedge guy. So I don't know. Maybe S H Kim. What about Bo, our boy, Bo Hostler? That is a good point. I'm yeah. almost positive he was first round leader here a few years. Pebble ago. history at the Wazoo. Yeah. I might have to dive Ooh. into maybe it'll be a two bullet week. Bo. Bo. I mean, okay. put him on the dartboard at least. Bo and Mav. That's a good card. I might have to dive into the win forecast and, and get my our boy <laughs> Russell Knox in the mix, potentially mm. 75 to one here. He's been playing Let's well. See if the win yeah. kicks up. Great win player. Oh, and Troy Merritt, put him on your dartboard CP. I'm about to close the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Merritt's got to be on the card. Has to be. What's he at? Uh, like ninety. Oh my god. You probably that's find it a hundred to one. Yeah. That's an auto play. Auto play <laughs> at Pebble. Is that yeah. last year he should have won, or was that like two years ago now? I, mm, yeah, maybe it was two years ago because yeah. Spieth was last year. Hoagie last year. Yeah. Um. Harry Higgs, too? No, no. That's enough. Right on the line. That's enough. Come on. Bo Mav. Is Bramlett playing? I bet you. He's, yeah, Bramlett, 75, 75 to 1. 110 on bet 365. Wow. Brendan Todd, 80 to 1. Really? Ooh. That's that intriguing. That might be my play. That there might you be go. Todd course. Slap it around. This is a Todd course. Wedge yep. it on. That's right. That's right. Um, CP, where are you going? Give us the, the lowdown. Bachelor, going to pick? Scottsdale on oh, the, uh, this Thursday, um, wow. which I parlayed into just staying in Scottsdale and going to the waste management um, hmm. for work, obviously. So you'll be there for the Super Bowl then? I have to leave, unfortunately, Saturday. Um, I won't say why. I don't want to give people the wrong impression. <laughs> Uh, yeah so if i have to leave for the best day i'll be there monday through friday so um yeah and then i will be at riviera for the genesis yeah. on like boots friday. on the ground two day, two yeah. weeks in a row heavy heavy bootage on the ground and riviera i'll be friday saturday sunday so i'll actually finish the job you're that coming week. all the way back east coast no that's, not, back? no, that's okay. not what's happening okay just leave it at that <laughs> Okay. Maybe we'll get some more details out of you next. I'll time. have my clubs with me. Don't don't worry. Yeah. Clubs will get used. He almost then got into the pro am at the Genesis. Yeah. I'll say that it Crazy. did not work out, unfortunately. Um, a little miscommunication, but little, it would have been an all time like three week would have been stretch for CP. Insane run. Yeah. Yeah. Clubs are getting ripped right now. About to come out. Come out to play. Wow. Real nice. Lambkin season. Love Lambkin. 
Uh, you're so throwing out ads. all it's these free ads, free. Grayson, so many, Lampkin. So many free ads today. AirPods. It's incredible. <laughs> Just keep them coming. I'm on this chip. I use this uh, box of potato chips, Root 11 potato chips. Give them a shout out. Very good. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, those are real good. I've had I mean, those. look at this. It's like this Let box from Costco. It's spectacular. Yeah, those are those interesting. Are good. Um, 11. Those are big deli. Yeah, the the dill pickle ones. Woo. Oh, that's the no. so good. So, uh, anyway, we're giving. Can shout I shout out. shout out a free ad? The Jersey Jabronis. We got oh, our first Welsh fruit snacks. Oh, Welsh! There you go. I mean, what else oh. can we do? Oh, I forgot to mention, I'm wearing my Jim Nance Vineyard Vine shirt in honor <laughs> wow. of Nance calling the game last night. And Nance that's collection. Game. Final the final game of the year. He did a great job with Romo. Uh, you know that this Romo hate is insane. It's just so typical of everything. We love somebody, yep. and then all of a sudden we have to turn and, and hate them. Yep. I mean, it's un like I literally heard. I saw a bunch of stuff last week. Oh, Greg Olson is amazing. He's the new it guy. I, I log on this morning, and someone's like, someone with a huge following was like, Greg Olson is terrible. He. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, he had a great one week run. I one guess. week run. At least Romo got like a few years. Yeah. Greg Olson got like a few days. I yep. think Greg Olson's great too, by the way. But, Do you? Uh, you know, Romo, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I think he's good. I think he's, he's like, going to hate on a Jersey ledge. Jersey guy, Jersey ledge. But what is he I in, did. really? Like, the Romo world. at his best is like predicting plays before and incredible. Yeah, almost, almost, now he talks too much. Now people don't like it. Yeah. Now, I almost now, wonder if they told him to stop doing that. Because I feel like he doesn't do it anymore. Doesn't do it as much. Like well, they were like the maybe the coat maybe the coaches said I do, something. They're like, we don't like we don't like that he's calling out the play. Like, because he doesn't do it anymore. I think it was more that he was so connected still. Exactly. Yeah, yeah still maybe that. like watching film of like these guys. Yeah. Like on like a weekly basis, and now he's like a little more removed from it. Yeah. But it could be it could be that as well. I just think it's amazing that like we love this guy for all these things. Shoot him up getting, and spat him out. Now he's getting panned for it, and um, and then and of course Nance is the ultimate guy that people rip on Nance all the time. Now they love Nance. Nance is like the goat, by the way. But you know yeah. people love him, and then they turn on you. And but Nance has been around so long that now he's back in good grace and i just felt i was worried for him he gave, gave that mic to kelsey last night kelsey i was very worried too went on it seemed like he wanted to sign off because nance yeah. knew it could get it could get hairy and then I, kelsey just well, grabbed the mic from him. i thought i think that's jabronis, jabronis. i thought kelsey nailed it that was he it did. was great oh Amazing. the whole thing the whole thing was great uh um, yeah romo like i don't know he's excited about to the nfl game like i that was too cool. now he's too excited about the game yeah but you'd right. rather have Roll a guy on, like, like uh, al michaels who got killed a couple weeks ago because he's yeah. 99 yard what what return he, he doesn't even say a word i mean come on okay romo loves the game like yeah great well, so, he loves it too much i guess by the way olsen and burkhart two new jersey legends yep. gonna be doing the super bowl it's a great day for new jersey I'm, I'm proud i'm proud that's I'm amazing a, for Olsen I, because this could be like his one year if the Brady right. are true or whatever, and he gets to do Super Bowl at least. That's that's pretty cool. So I'm curious why you like Olsen so much, Myers, because like I love Greg Olsen, like because he's a Jersey guy, but I don't think he adds much. Oh, I thought he was. There was one thing where actually he he almost took it too deep. He was explaining some sort of D and this and that, and, and I was like, okay, uh, I, I must have missed. Yeah, he just seems pretty sharp. 
All right. Uh, with, with it. So, I mean, again, Wayne, Wayne Hills, shout out Wayne Hills. That's right. I mean, I'm you're trying to give some love to, to Jersey guy here. I mean, let, let me do it. So, um, <laughs> all right. So anyway, but and, and speaking of Jersey legends, I mean, obviously J.R. Smith. So we, we've come full circle here yes. with this, this episode, one of our favorite episodes ever, no doubt about it. Thanks again to J.R. Smith for joining us. Hopefully it's not another decade or whatever before we get him back on the show. Uh, thank you for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, thanks, as always, to our producer, Greg Gottfried. Check back next week when we'll have another guest. We'll see. see another great guest. Another great guest. That's yeah. true. Another great guest. Yes. Woo. Elite. Elite. Not as much of a white whale because we've had him so many we've times. Had him. Yeah. All right. All right. Spaghetti and meatballs time. Ooh. Oh, nice.